Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A Shepherd in France Chapter 11 by Bernd Redstone The drive to St. Pierre d'Albigny was beautiful and soon they were driving up the mountainside past lovely homes with breathtaking views of the valley below and the Alps beyond. Gabriella was reading off directions and Ben guided the fish tank nimbly through the narrow roads until they made a final left and rolled into a wide gravel parking lot. Ben noticed the sign for the chateau was resting on the ground under the signpost where it should have been hanging. Two other cars were in the lot, and the building was huge. He grinned at Gabriella and shut off the car. They stepped outside and heard angry yelling. One of the voices was deep, guttural and Ben couldn't tell what he was saying but it sounded nasty. Two other voices were female and both were angry but there was an undercurrent of fear. That sounds like Alexis and Beatrice. I don't recognize the male voice but he's making threats. Gabriella said looking at Ben. He took off at a run and went around the side of the house to the front where he saw a large heavy-set man with a large walking stick advancing on two women holding gardening clippers. Hey, fat man! Back off! Ben yelled and the three froze. The man's sunken eyes narrowed as he took in Ben's size and the nasty scar crossing his face. He snorted and turned to hobble away, as quickly as he could. He leaned heavily on the stick and once he reached the bottom of the property he went through the gate, but left it open. The two women turned to Ben cautiously. Hi, I'm Ben Shepard. Your cousin Gabriella's neighbor? He said with a smile. Their faces lit up with smiles and they relaxed. Just then Gabriella turned the corner of the building and came rushing over to hug her cousin and her wife. Are you two all right? She asked. We heard the yelling when we got here. It was that pig Arsene Demand. He lives in the property down the hill and he is an evil man. Beatrice snapped looking down the hill. She had a beautiful accent even though her words were sharp. Ben was entranced by how dark her skin was. She was almost ebony. She was maybe five feet five inches and if she topped 115 pounds he'd be amazed. She was so slim. She had a very expressive face, beautiful full lips and she wore her hair very short. He looked to Alexis as Gabriella did the introductions. Alexis had one of those faces that seemed to be meant for serene smiles. Long sandy blonde hair currently tied back in a ponytail. Pale blue eyes and a light dusting of freckles across her slim nose a wide mouth that seemed to have a quirk of a smile on it. She was at least three inches taller than her partner and had a stockier build with wider shoulders and hips. Her button-down plaid shirt was having some trouble containing her heavy breasts. Ben, this is my cousin Alexis Murino and her beautiful wife Beatrice Renard. This is why Gabriella is my favorite of your cousins. Beatrice gushed with a huge smile and hugged Gabriella. Ben leaned forward and pressed his cheek to Alexis's and Beatrice's as he shook their hands. Miriam and Daniel had been waiting by the entrance to the parking lot to flag down Catherine should she not notice the sign that was on the ground. Once Catherine was in the lot the kids came racing around the corner to see their aunt. Auntie Alexis! Miriam squealed as she ran up to her and was enveloped in a hug. Daniel got one too and pulled back to stare at Beatrice. Gosh, you're pretty! He blurted and his face went red as he realized he'd said it out loud. Chuckles went through the group and Beatrice turned to Alexis. This is another reason why Gabriella is my favorite of your cousins. She laughed and hugged Daniel much to his secret delight. She gave Miriam a hug as well and the young woman grinned widely. Catherine and her daughters made their way around the corner of the house and introductions were made, cheeks kissed, and hands were shook. Gabriella looked over to a lovely gazebo and noticed it was empty. She looked at Alexis. 
Where is Stephanie? She's not in her favorite spot. She said with a smile which fell away when she saw a pained look cross the faces of her cousin and her wife. Stephanie is in her room. She rarely comes out anymore and she's been like this for over a month. It's terrible. She's lost her interest in her art. Alexis said and looked to Beatrice who nodded. She won't tell us what happened but we think Arsene may have molested her when she was outside by herself. Gabriella cried out in shock and dismay. Ben's head snapped back and his eyes went cold. He started for the gate at the bottom of the property but stopped when Catherine and her daughters rushed forward and grabbed his arms. Catherine got in front of him and pulled his head down so he was looking in her eyes. Ben, it's okay. Come back to us. We'll take care of it. You just come back, she said softly. Rachel and Sophia leaned their faces against his arms and they clung to him and Megan hugged his back. Ben's eyes softened and he looked at the women surrounding him. What? he said quietly. Alexis and Beatrice were looking at Ben with nervous expressions again. Gabriella needed to put them at ease so she pulled them aside. Ben had a rough time growing up and we don't really know the full extent of it yet. There must have been some abuse but it's locked deep in his mind. We shouldn't talk about that around him because he becomes extremely protective. So, he's not a danger to us? Alexis whispered. God, no! The man will walk through fire to protect a woman. His mind takes him someplace dark when he sees a woman being hurt or abused in any way. It's frightening and brutal what he's capable of but it's always in the defense of someone in danger. When he comes out of it he can't recall what happened. That's disturbing for him. He's seeing a doctor back home but he needs more treatment. We're recording the blackouts for his doctor. Would he have killed Arsene just on our say-so? Beatrice gasped. Killed him? No. Beaten him unconscious? Definitely. That's why we have to be careful what we say around him. Gabriella explained as she saw the appraising look they were now giving the big man. He walked back to them with the ladies accompanying him. Sorry about that. He mumbled looking at their hosts. It's quite all right. Alexis said with a smile and looked over to Gabriella. Can I go see Stephanie? Gabriella asked. Why don't we get you and your friends situated in your rooms then I'll take you to see her. She paused for a second with a thoughtful expression. I think you should bring Ben with you when you see her. Tell her he frightened away Arsene. That might help her. Alexis suggested. Gabriella nodded and smiled at Ben. They went back to the vehicles and everyone grabbed their luggage. Ben was once more given the largest and most luxurious room on the top floor. The view from its windows was spectacular as it faced the valley below. The massive bed looked inviting and the private bath was nicely appointed. He immediately noted some beautiful sculptures of dancers. There was also a bright and colorful impressionistic painting of a dance studio on the wall. The room is gorgeous and these pieces are lovely. Ben enthused gesturing to the art. Beatrice beamed at him. Thank you. It is one of my favorites as well. Stephanie did the sculptures and I did that painting about two years ago. Ben moved closer to the painting. I'm no expert but I love this. I can almost hear the music they are dancing to. Beatrice smiled broadly at Gabriella. They moved to the next room which had a more feminine feel to it. It had softer colors and lots of colorful throw pillows. This would be Catherine's room which she'd share with Sophia. Next was the flower room which Rachel and Megan would share. Gabriella and Miriam's room was furnished with French antiquities much like they saw in Versailles. The last and smallest room painted in oranges and yellows with rich, dark wood furniture went to Daniel and he was delighted. Are we the only guests? Gabriella asked her cousin. Alexis looked a little embarrassed. For now. We've been having trouble getting local tradesmen to come to the property to finish off the renovations. I think Arsene is frightening them off. What exactly is his problem with you? Ben asked. We're gay. 
He's homophobic and has a particular hate for lesbians. Beatrice growled. He's also made a nuisance of himself to the owners of another chateau in town. Richard and Henry run a beautiful B&B not far from here and they've told us he's also shot holes in their sign. Is that why your sign isn't up? Did Arsene shoot your last sign? Ben exclaimed. We can't prove it was him as he does it at night but we heard a loud boom and in the morning we saw our sign had a huge hole in the center. It happened the same way with Richard's sign. Have you reported him to the police? Gabriella asked. The man in charge of this area is Arsene's cousin. He won't do anything to stop him. Arsene is a bully and has no friends in town but no one stands up to him. Alexis said. Ben was getting that grim look in his eyes again so Gabriella hugged his arm and that distracted him. You know, Ben is a master at renovations. Maybe he could take a look at what's left to do. Gabriella suggested and Ben's eyes lit up. I wouldn't want to impose on you during your vacation. Alexis protested. Gabriella and Catherine snorted in unison as they saw Ben's eager expression then started to laugh. Ben is something of a Reno junkie. It's something he loves to do. Catherine explained to their puzzled hosts. Let's visit Stephanie first though. Gabriella insisted and Ben nodded. If you don't mind I will just bring in Gabriella and then Ben if she is up to it. Alexis said. They nodded and followed the cousin down to the main floor and through a door with a private sign on it. At the end of the hall was a door and Alexis gently knocked. She announced herself and entered. Moments later she brought both Gabriella and Ben into the room. Stephanie sat in a chair by the window with her hands in her lap. She shared a lot of features with her older sister. She wasn't as stocky though and her chest was more modest than her sister's. She had long sandy blonde hair worn loose and pale blue eyes which Ben immediately saw weren't tracking their movement in the room. He glanced at Alexis who nodded at him. Stephanie was blind. Stephanie? It's Gabriella. She said as she took her cousin's hands and held them up to her face. She released them and Stephanie ever so gently ran her fingertips over the contours of Gabriella's features. Hello, Gabriella. Beautiful as ever. Stephanie said with a gentle but sad smile. I'd like to introduce you to my good friend and neighbor Ben Shepard. Gabriella said and gestured for Ben to step forward. Hello. Ben said taking her delicate long-fingered hands in his thick ones. Hello. You're big. The woman said in surprise as she ran her fingers over his hands and up his arms. Yes, he certainly is. He just scared Arsene into running away. Alexis said. Stephanie's hands froze when her sister mentioned Arsene and Ben felt her panic. I don't like that man. I'm going to have to do something about him. Ben growled deep in his chest. The blind woman's hands went immediately to his face and Ben held still while she mapped him in her mind. She gasped when she found the scar across his face and the small bandage on his chin. Her hands finished with his face and moved down his thick neck. Her brows furrowed and she concentrated hard as her mouth hung open as he grew in scale in her mind. Ben, take your shirt off. Let her feel what you've experienced. Gabriella said gently. He looked at her questioningly then pulled off his shirt. Alexis gasped as she saw the scars over his chest. He reached for Stephanie's hands which were held out before her and guided them up to his shoulders as he knelt before her. Big. The woman breathed as she felt how wide he was. When she moved her hands down over his pecs she encountered a large scar. She traced it with her fingers then moved on and found the next one. She found each with her gentle fingers. She was careful with his stitches on the few she encountered. When she felt the bullet hole scars she looked puzzled as their shape was different than the others. Those are the oldest ones. Three bullets. He said gently. I have to sculpt you. Stephanie suddenly blurted. Her face was flush and she was wearing a huge grin. 
Ben looked at her in surprise and looked over to Alexis who had tears in her eyes and was clutching her hands together by her mouth. She looked at Ben with profound gratitude. Uh, I've never been a model before. He mumbled embarrassed. He stood up. Alexis. I need new clay. Lots of it. This will be the largest piece I've done. I need you to contact Richard and ask him to make me a wire armature based on male proportions but 120 centimeters tall. Stephanie blurted excitedly. 120. That's not going to fit in our kiln. Alexis cried. It's not going into the kiln. I'll explain later. When can I start? Stephanie asked. Can we at least feed them dinner first? Alexis chuckled, wiping tears from her eyes. Yes, yes. Of course. Where are my manners? Ben, will you pose for me after dinner? She asked. Okay, sure. I'd be honored. He replied. She suddenly stood and stepped forward colliding with Ben who was looking at Gabriella in surprise at the time. He quickly caught Stephanie as she bounced back from his bare chest. Her hands went back to his skin and she smiled. You are big. Yes. He smiled. Excuse me. She said and Ben moved aside. She unerringly found the phone on her desk. I'll call Richard myself. I need him to get started on it right away. See you at dinner, Stephanie. Gabriella said. Stephanie immediately stopped and turned with open arms. Gabriella stepped into them and was given a firm hug. She whispered something in Gabriella's ear who chuckled and whispered back. Stephanie blushed and grinned for her cousin. Ben raised an eyebrow at the whispering as they left the room but she just shook her head at him with a mischievous smile. He tugged his shirt back on. Once they were out in the vestibule of the Chateau Catherine and the rest of the group descended the stairs and everyone moved into a large sitting area. Alexis crushed herself against Ben's chest and gave him a firm hug. Thank you so much for drawing her out of her shell. I haven't seen her this passionate about her work in years. I didn't do anything, Ben asserted. What didn't he do? Beatrice asked as she came into the sitting room. Alexis spun to see her partner. Stephanie is out of her shell. She's going to make a sculpture of Ben. 120 centimeters tall. We need to get more clay. Beatrice said excitedly with a brilliant smile. I'll go out tomorrow to get it. Alexis said. I was hoping to go into town. Beatrice said with a cute pout. Why don't you both go? Ben asked. They looked at him with a troubled look in their eyes. We haven't done that since Stephanie was attacked. So he knew you were both out of the house when he did that. Ben said struggling with his rage. Alexis nodded as she looked at Ben with wide eyes. We have to drive past his house to get to town. Beatrice said. You should both go to town tomorrow. I'll stay behind to greet any unwanted visitors. Ben finished with a growl. We were planning on driving to Turin, Italy tomorrow. Gabriella said. I'll sit this one out if you don't mind. He said and she nodded. I can do some of those renovations you've hinted at. Alexis' eyes lit up again. What can you do? Framing, insulating, plumbing, electrical, drywall, tile work, painting, pretty much anything but don't ask me to wallpaper. I hate that. He grinned. Alexis' answering grin was wide. Tomorrow morning we will do an inventory and we'll pick up whatever you need. Sounds good, he replied. Speaking of good, our cook Marie would like to let you know we are having authentic cocoa vin tonight with fresh baked bread. Beatrice informed them. The vegetables are from our garden and the chicken was locally raised as well. Dessert is a wild berry medley and or ice cream, also locally sourced. The group made appreciative sounds. Dinner will be served in a little under an hour in the dining room which is just through that door. Beatrice said with a smile as she headed back to the kitchen. Alexis turned to Gabriella. We just got some mountain bikes and there are good trails nearby. 
Helmets are included and have those little movie cameras attached so you can film your ride. You have to offer those little perks to keep the tourists happy. Richard has horses and offers horseback riding. We can see if there is availability if you like. Actually, I don't think we'll have time. I've packed our itinerary pretty full, Gabriella said. We're only here for three nights and have two day trips, tomorrow to Turin and the day after to Lyon. Then we head for Cannes. We head out each day after breakfast and come back before dinner so we can spend the evenings with you. I'm imagining Ben will skip both day excursions since he has renovations to do. She said with a grin and he nodded. Ah, Gabriella, Always the planner. You never change. Alexis smiled fondly at her cousin. Did she tell you the story of her day of the week panties yet? Alexis! Don't you dare! Gabriella shrieked. Ben and Catherine perked up but Alexis just laughed at her cousin's flustered expression. We're going to look around the grounds. Rachel said with a grin and left with her sisters, Miriam and Daniel. Since we have time maybe you could show me what needs to be done, renovations-wise? Ben asked. Ah, we've lost him. Catherine quipped and Gabriella shared her grin. Would it be okay for me to steal him away for a second? Alexis asked looking at the two friends. They raised their hands in surrender and Ben grinned eagerly as he followed Alexis from the room. Stephanie entered from the opposite door using her white cane. I heard voices so I followed them here. Gabriella and Catherine stood up. Stephanie, I'd like you to meet my best friend Catherine. The two women shook hands then they all took seats. So you are neighbors, with Ben as well? Stephanie asked. Yes. I live on Ben's north side and Gabriella lives on his south side. We've both known the man for years. Stephanie tilted her head and a confused expression came over her face. What's wrong? Gabriella asked. I'm not sure if I should say. I don't want to cause conflict between you two. Stephanie said quietly. The two friends looked at each other in surprise. Please tell me, Gabriella said. She hesitated then spoke. When you spoke of Ben earlier I could hear the love in your voice. Catherine has the same love in hers when she speaks of him, she said with a worried tone. Ah, that's all. It's true. I love Ben. So does Catherine. So does Tina and Trish, Gabriella said. In fact, Tina lives with him, is having his child and at our suggestion we'll be marrying him when we get back. Trish is another of our neighbors. Don't forget Lucy. I seriously believe the girl is infatuated with him. Catherine added in. Yes, I think you're right. Gabriella nodded. Stephanie's confusion just increased. But Tina's the one who's having sex with him? No, we all are, Catherine said. Ben's a special case. Despite the damage done in his childhood, he has a tremendous capacity for love. We're in love with him and he's in love with us. We share his time and sometimes his bed. He's not promiscuous. He needs an emotional context for sex. He's a very physical man, Gabriella explained. Incredibly physical, Catherine blurted. Stephanie smiled at her outburst. So no jealousy? No. There can't be. That's torture for Ben. A woman's emotional pain is something Ben can't endure, particularly when he's the cause. Besides, we know his love is genuine, and he never hurt us so there's no need to be jealous. Stephanie looked thoughtful. Did you arrange to get the armature made? Gabriella changed the subject as she heard approaching footsteps. Yes, I convinced Richard that I needed it for tomorrow morning. He'll deliver it then. Stephanie said as Alexis rushed into the living room to hug Gabriella. What? Gabriella said with a grin. Ben said he's going to be able to complete the work in the next two days so we'll just need to do the painting and decorating afterwards. Alexis gushed. Ben followed her into the room and smiled at the grinning women. Just a little plumbing, then some drywall with taping and mudding, 
and some tiling. No biggie. Five rooms. He says he can finish five rooms in the two days. Alexis exclaimed as Beatrice rushed in to find out what the fuss was about. She looked at Ben in surprise. Well, you still have to get me the supplies I listed so that's going to eat into the time. You've got some decent tools and there is stuff I can do tomorrow until you get back but I'll make real progress when you get back with the stuff. I'll need an assistant. Me? Alexis yelped. I want to learn how to do this kind of work so I can do my own repairs. Ben grinned and nodded. Beatrice rushed over and gave him a big hug. He hugged her back with a smile. She turned to her partner. We'll be able to paint next week then get the furniture in and have the rooms decorated and ready for the beginning of the following week. I can update our website to list the new rooms and post some photos. So much to do. She was grinning. A short, plump woman wearing an apron over a flowered dress entered the sitting room and nodded to Beatrice. Ah. Dinner is ready. Everyone, this is Marie who is a master in the kitchen. Beatrice said with a flourish and Marie smiled with a deep blush. Ben, could you look outside and see if the ladies are on their way back? Catherine asked. He nodded and headed for the front door. Daniel was entering as he stepped outside. Dusk was approaching and he noticed the gazebo was lit up with tiny white lights. The ornate structure was very large and was obviously designed after the famous one in The Sound of Music. He wandered over and spotted Sophia dancing in its center with her sisters and Miriam sitting on the benches watching with rapt attention. He stopped at the open double doors to watch her graceful moves. He didn't want to break the magic of the moment, but she noticed him standing there and paused her dance. Have you come to dance with me? She said with hope in her voice. As delightful as that would be our dance we'll have to wait as our hosts have called us to dinner. Ben said. He held out his elbow and Sophia gracefully flowed over to him and took his arm. Your dancing is exquisitely graceful, he said. Thank you kind sir. I will hold you to your promise of a dance, Sophia said keeping the spirit of the scene alive. They elegantly walked back to the entrance of the main building with the others following with silly grins on their faces. When they got to the dining room they were shown to their chairs. Alexis was at the head of the table with Beatrice to her right and Stephanie to her left. Daniel looked very pleased to be seated next to Beatrice and Miriam sat next to him. Gabriella sat next to Stephanie and Ben sat between her and Catherine. Sophia was next to her mother and Rachel sat across from her. The end of the table opposite Alexis was for Marie who would join them once she and Alexis had delivered all of the food to the table. Miriam grinned with pleasure at being seated across from Ben and he shared her joy. He pretended to fire something across the table at her with his spoon and Gabriella took it from his hand and put it back on the table as he stuck his bottom lip out in a big pout. Miriam giggled and Daniel joined in. When Ben sneakily reached for the spoon again Gabriella rolled her eyes and took it and Ben pouted once more causing more giggles from across the table. Alexis and Beatrice watched the exchange with a twinkle in their eyes. Marie came out of the kitchen carrying a huge antique serving tureen and set it in the table near Alexis. She left and returned with several baskets of cut bread still hot from the oven. There was fresh butter on the table and a huge bowl of garden salad tossed in a vinaigrette dressing. Alexis lifted the lid of the tureen and the amazing scent of the cocoa vin reached the noses of the hungry guests. Everyone smiled and made appreciative comments. Marie smiled shyly. Alexis began ladling servings onto plates and handed them around the table. Soon everyone was reaching for bread and salad and a look of bliss came over their faces as the tender cocoa vin melted over their tongues. Daniel buttered his bread but Ben used it to soak up the delicious sauces. He was assured that the alcohol was long evaporated in the cocoa vin as it had been prepared the day before and slowly reheated over the afternoon to be prepared for dinner. Conversation centered on their time in Paris, the things they saw and what shopping they did. 
Beatrice asked about the beautiful rings she saw the two women wearing and Gabriella asked Daniel to get his camera to play the movie of the ring ceremony for them. Ben made to protest but was overruled by everyone else. Daniel dashed upstairs and returned quickly with his tablet which he'd loaded the movie files onto. He queued it up and handed it to Alexis. Beatrice got up and went to Alexis' side to watch with her. Stephanie listened in as did everyone else at the table. Ben ate quietly trying to avoid the admiring eyes watching him. When it finished playing Alexis and Beatrice were both in tears but were confused by his admission of love to three separate women. Especially since he asked one to marry him. Stephanie was smiling as tears ran down her cheeks. That was one of the most beautiful things I have ever heard. She said softly and Gabriella leaned over and kissed her cheek. Stephanie can explain it to you later. Gabriella said to Alexis as she looked questioningly at her cousin. Show them the dance. Sophia called to Daniel. He grinned and took back the tablet to cue the file. He handed it back and the women watched Sophia and Ben glide effortlessly around the beautiful ballroom in Versailles. He does renovations and dances like this? Alexis gasped incredulously. Ben! You're staying with us in France! Protests immediately erupted from the group and everyone ended up laughing. Ben blushed in embarrassment. They finished their meal and Marie brought out the dessert. Finally Ben pushed back while satisfied. He turned to the cook. Marie, that was an absolutely fabulous meal. You are indeed a master chef. There was a round of applause and the woman grinned and blushed. Alexis and Beatrice helped Marie clean up and they shooed their guests out into the sitting room. Ben, will you pose for me now? Stephanie asked shyly. Oh, okay. Don't you need that armature thing and the clay? He asked. For when I begin to work on the actual sculpture, yes, but right now I need to determine the pose I want to do. She explained. All right. How do we do that? He asked. We'll need privacy. I suggest we use your room. Ben walked over to her side and placed her hand on his arm and led her to the stairs. They went up to the third floor and down the hall to his room. Once inside, Ben dropped his hands to his side and looked at her helplessly. I have no idea how this works. She smiled. First off, you should just relax. This isn't difficult at all. I just need to map you in my mind so I can form a complete image. Then we will select a pose that you can hold comfortably for when I begin the final mapping. When I have an accurate image in my mind I can do the work without your involvement, aside from the occasional remapping should I need to refresh it. How do you do the mapping? He asked curiously. By touch like I did with your face, shoulders and chest earlier. She said. Ah. You should get undressed. What? He jolted. I can't map you through your clothes. She said reasonably. I have to be naked? He asked uneasily. I'm making art. This isn't porn. She said frankly. Right. Uh, okay. Ben said and began to undress. It was a little unnerving as she was looking right at him. While he knew she couldn't see him that didn't detract from the odd sensation of getting naked in front of a woman he just met. He looked over at the beautiful figurines of the dancers she'd made and took strength from the example of her skill. Plus the faces of the dancers were minimal so it was going to be somewhat abstract. He was fine with that. Once he was undressed he stood before her with his hands clasped before him. Then he realized that was dumb so he dropped his hands. Are you ready? She asked. Oh sorry, yes. Ben froze as he realized he was somehow expecting her to know he was naked. Relax. I have done this before. All you need to do is stand still. She said with a smile as she stepped forward with her hands outstretched. They landed on his chest so she moved them up. I'm going to begin at the top and work my way down. Ben held still and watched the intense look of concentration on her face as she gently ran her slender fingers over his scalp, around his ears, and onto his face. 
He closed his eyes for this part as she spent more time on his face than he expected. She seemed particularly interested with mapping out the extent of his scar. When her fingertips reached his lips he opened his eyes and saw a wistfulness pass over her face so he playfully stuck his lips out in an exaggerated kiss. She smiled and moved on to discover the shape of his jaw. The intense concentration returned. Once more she read the surface of his chest and memorized each scar, its shape and location. She stepped around him and moved her hands to the top of his shoulders and ran them over the muscles of his back. No scars here, she murmured. I've always faced my attackers. He responded, and her hands paused and moved on. She moved to his left side and ran her fingertips down his arm pausing at the scars and being careful of the stitches. She did his right arm then moved to kneel in front of him. She placed her fingers on his stomach and paused. Relax, she said and he realized he had been tensing up so he closed his eyes and willed his muscles to unclench. He understood this was for art and wasn't supposed to be sexy but his body wasn't so cultured. It was only aware that a pretty woman was touching him very intimately. A specific part of him began to wake up. I'd prefer to map this area while it's at rest, she said with a grin as she touched his thick cock. Her expression changed as she realized his size. You're big, she gasped. You say that a lot, he joked, trying to deflect his embarrassment. She snorted and started to giggle. She covered her mouth with her hand to stifle the sound. I suppose I do, she replied when she got control of herself. By this point Ben's cock was reaching full rigidity so she moved her hands down and discovered the contours of his balls. Ben gasped. Sorry, she said and slid her hands over his thighs. When she slid them around to his ass and lightly mapped out the musculature there she was leaning in so he felt her breath on his cock. It throbbed in reaction and he bit his lip to keep from moaning. Her hands moved down his legs and she eventually played them over his feet. She sat back on her heels and he watched her forming the image in her mind. Okay, I'm done so I'm going to go back to my room and work on the design. Tomorrow morning I will need to get you to do the pose I choose and I'll do my final mapping to ensure it matches the image I have. Then I can begin, she explained. So I can get dressed now? He asked. She smiled. Yes, for now. He helped her stand and she made her way to his door. Good night, she said. Good night. She opened the door and stepped out. Ben realized he was standing in plain view of the doorway completely naked and Rachel was just coming out of her room with a sweater in her hand. Her eyes locked on his then dropped to his erection and widened in shock. Ben jumped forward and closed his door, cursing at himself for his carelessness. He pulled his clothes on and opened his door again but Rachel was gone. He went downstairs and followed the sound of voices until he found the group outside sitting in comfortable looking chairs positioned in a circle around a beautiful fire pit out on the lawn in front of the house. There was one open chair between Rachel and Sophia and both women were looking at him with knowing smiles. The darkness hid Ben's deep blush as he took his seat. The chairs were close enough to each other that the armrests touched so when Ben sat down he was surprised to feel hands taking a gentle hold of his. He looked at Sophia who had a coy smile on her lips then over to Rachel who was looking back at him while she ran the tip of her tongue across her lower lip. He felt a spark shoot from her hand through his arm directly to his cock which hadn't calmed down yet. She smiled as she felt his involuntary twitch. How did the posing go? Alexis said with a grin. What? Oh, okay, I guess. It wasn't what I was expecting, Ben mumbled. But you rose to the challenge, right? Rachel said with a sly grin. Sophia snorted and looked away. Ben blushed harder and was grateful for the firelight painting everything deep yellow and orange. I understand you will be gracing our gazebo with another dance with Sophia, Beatrice said with a smile. Ben was grateful for the change of subject. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, 
The gazebo is beautiful. We built it for Stephanie. Sound of Music was her favorite movie. She knows all the songs and she used to dance. Alexis began enthusiastically but ended with a sad look. Ben looked at Gabriella. Stephanie was an artist and a dancer when she was a child but by the time she reached her mid-teens she began to lose her sight. Retinitis pigmentosa. She was completely blind by age 20. She's 35 now and seems very well adapted to her new life. She explained. The group was quiet and Sophia broke the sad reflection when she stood up and reached her hand out to Ben. He smiled and took it as he stood up. Gabriella whispered to Alexis who looked surprised then nodded and moved off into the house. Daniel raced into the house ahead of her. The rest followed Sophia and Ben to the gazebo and sat on the benches at the edges while the two moved to the center of the floor. Daniel ran up to the gazebo with his camera in his hand and began to record them. Rachel used her phone to cue up a music track, something classical. Sophia moved and he moved with her. She instantly smiled as she realized he was in perfect sync with her. The space for dancing in the gazebo wasn't close to the space they'd had at Versailles so they had to constrain their movements. Even so, it was still beautiful to see them step and spin to the music. Sophia had a natural grace and Ben moved with a smooth power that made the watching ladies smile and squirm. When the piece ended Ben bowed to Sophia and she curtsied. The rest applauded as Alexis arrived with Stephanie on her arm. Alexis was all smiles having seen the last minute or so of the dance but Stephanie looked tense. Ben walked over to her and took her hand. I understand the gazebo is yours. I think it's time you took it back. Will you dance with me? He asked gently. A look of surprise played over her face then a smile stretched across her mouth. She nodded and he led her to the middle of the floor. She leaned in and whispered to him and he made an agreeable sound. He held her close and they began to move. The movements were bold and sinuous, flowing around the limited space they had. He controlled their position in the space and she their moves. Ben wasn't familiar with the dance Stephanie was performing but his body reacted to her movements automatically and naturally. He had the oddest sensation of being detached from his body, like he was standing back and watching somebody else moving him. Then he saw himself as an eleven-year-old dancing with a petite older woman who moved like smoke. Her motions were mesmerizing and her smile was a picture of bliss. They flowed together and swept around the room faster and faster as this was what she was meant for. Not to be the housewife of some crude machinist. She was meant for the stage. Ben? Ben? Huh? What? He blinked and saw he was leaning over Stephanie in a deep dip. She was breathing fast and her eyes were wide. He lifted her back to her feet and she clung to his chest as she panted. He was surrounded by the others and Daniel was still filming. They were standing on the grass on the front lawn, well outside of the gazebo. How did we get here? He asked quietly. Gabriella and Catherine shared a worried look. Stephanie leaned her forehead against Ben's chest and reached her arms around him to give him a big hug. He looked down and hugged her in return. When she pulled back her face was glowing. That was wonderful! She cried. I haven't danced like that in years. It was so freeing. It felt like we were flying. Oh Ben, I'm going to sculpt the hell out of you. She giggled, drunk on adrenaline. Alexis and Beatrice looked at Gabriella and collected Stephanie from Ben. They walked her back to the house. Who taught you to dance, Ben? Gabriella asked gently. Mrs. Cosbin. Ben! He looked up from his seated position on the grass at the frightened expressions of the women kneeling next to him. What happened? He moaned as he held his head. He had a thumping headache. Does your head hurt? Catherine asked. Yeah, a lot. I think that's enough excitement for tonight. Time for bed, everyone, Gabriella said. She and Catherine helped Ben to his feet and held his arms as they led him back into the building and up to his floor. 
they took him into his room and closed the door. He brushed his teeth, took off his clothes and climbed into bed while they watched. He was still a bit dazed. Gabriella leaned over him and gave him a kiss then Catherine did the same. He closed his eyes and seemed to drift off. The two friends stepped out into the hall. Daniel was standing there. I got the entire thing on film, Mom. Maybe his doctor should see it. Good thinking. Can you send it to her somehow? Gabriella asked. Yeah, I can render a smaller version then upload it to my cloud account and send her a link. He said then grinned at his mother's blank look. Yes, if you give me her email address. You could have started with that. She scowled. I'll send you her address. She looked at Catherine. I think I'm going to give Hannah a call. She's probably still at her office. Let's go down to the living room to make the call. Catherine nodded and the others went to their rooms to prepare for bed. Alexis and Beatrice met them at the base of the stairs. Is Ben okay? Alexis asked with a worried expression. He should be fine in the morning. He has some repressed memories which surfaced a few months back and they seem to submerge again after he was stabbed. They seem to be leaking out again. We're going to call a friend of ours, another neighbor who is also the hospital administrator where Ben's doctor works. Gabriella said and they all walked into the living room. Gabriella dialed the number and listened for Hannah to pick up. Hannah Cooper. Hannah? It's Gabriella. Can I put you on speaker? Gabriella. Sure, wait. Aren't you still on vacation? Has there been some trouble? Hannah blurted. Putting the phone on the coffee table, Gabriella turned on the speakerphone. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, now what's wrong? Is Ben okay? Hannah insisted. Alexis and Beatrice smiled hearing the concern in her voice and Catherine nodded. I have Catherine with me as well as my cousin Alexis and her wife Beatrice. Ben is fine but his repressed memories are beginning to resurface again. Gabriella explained. Hello everyone. How did it happen this time? Hannah asked. He was dancing. He dances beautifully but he couldn't recall who taught him. Tonight he was dancing with my cousin Stephanie and his face went blank and he began to dance faster and faster and left the gazebo entirely to dance outside. We had to chase after them. When he surfaced from the trance he didn't know how he'd gotten outside and when I asked him again who taught him he said Mrs. Cosbin and dropped to the ground like a stone. Scared the hell out of us. He surfaced immediately with a bad headache so we brought him inside and put him to bed. He went out like a light. I'll get Daniel to send you and his doctor a link to the video he took of the event. You got it on video? Excellent, Hannah said. Any chance you can bring him back early? I seriously doubt Ben would agree to that. We still have a week to go, but he's going to stick close to the chateau for the next two days doing renovations, and you know how therapeutic that is for him. Gabriella said and Alexis looked pleased. Yes, that will do him a world of good. Hannah agreed and Alexis' smile just got bigger, and Beatrice held her hand. Please let Ben know that Trish picked up Tina and Lucy at the airport yesterday and all are good. We all met them at Ben's place last night. That's when she told us the news about their baby and getting engaged. The ring is stunning. Shocked the hell out of Trish. I've never seen her so stunned. Tina had a talk with her and afterwards there was a lot of happy tears. Rochelle also seemed a little upset but Tina set her straight as well. For a submissive she certainly can be a force to reckon with. She's protecting Ben's heart. No one is as fierce as Tina when it comes to protecting Ben. Gabriella said with a smile. Listen, thanks for giving me a call. You know I was one of the people trying to get Ben to postpone the trip. I know he needs the distraction and relaxation, but I'm still worried about his state of mind. Hannah said. We're keeping a close eye on him, Hannah. We'll keep you in the loop if there are any other changes. Gabriella said and everyone said their goodbyes. I'm a little too wired to go to bed now. Catherine said.
How about a drink? I have a delightful red wine that serves well as a nightcap, Beatrice suggested. She got three smiles as her answer. 